You know, it, there's a, a really big topic in Scripture we probably don't talk enough about. And that topic are words, words themselves. There are countless verses about words in Scripture from the beginning of the Bible to the end. And it makes sense as words are such a huge topic. Words are extraordinarily powerful, aren't they? They can start wars, they can decimate relationships, hurt feelings, undermine self-esteem, degrade the inherent value of so many people who are marginalized by those with narrow and fear-filled minds. Conversely, however, words are astonishingly potent as they can bring about healing and hope, love, connection, understanding, and, and empathy itself. Words can change the course of a life for the better, offer a person just what they need to make a difference at a given moment, and even change the course of history for the better. Now, I've been thinking about words a lot lately because at various times in my life, there are four words when put together in a question that have made all the difference to me and likely to many of you. Those four words when put together that can make such a difference are, what do you need? What do you need? These words make up a magnificent question that most of us truly need to hear at different points in our lives. When someone looks you in the eyes, directly into your eyes, and asks you, what do you need? It can be a game changer, a hope restorer, a connection maker, and a loneliness eliminator. On a bit of a lighter note, I know what many of those of us who live here throughout the winter have needed this year. Any guesses? Sun! <laughs> now, I think all of this snow is fabulous for all the reasons we know, but everybody I hear has been saying, gosh, we need some sun. Which is probably why nearly every day it's been sunny. Even this morning, I played the Beatles song, Here Comes the Sun. I just needed to hear it. You're familiar with the lyrics, Here Comes the Sun, Here Comes the Sun, and I say it's all right. Little darling, it's been a cold, lonely winter. It feels like years since it's been here. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. And all of these thoughts about what we need got me thinking this week. You see, as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus today, I have a question for each one of you and for me. That question today, right now, this Easter morning, what do you need? And more specifically, what do you need from God? While you likely have some of your own thoughts in response to this question, I'd like to offer you a few possibilities as to what you and I might need from God. I'll share a few ideas as it's likely each of us here this morning may, need, may each need something a little bit different. And so let's explore some of the things that you and I might need 
from God this Easter morning. Well, perhaps what we need today is to know that God does what God says God will do. Perhaps we need to know that. Jesus, before he was crucified, said to religious leaders, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. He wasn't referring to a building. He was referring to himself. And they did kill him. And he was bodily raised from the dead on Easter morning. God kept his word. And Jesus, before he was crucified, told his followers to go to Galilee as he would meet them there after he had been killed and raised. And Jesus did exactly that. God kept his word. In fact, he showed himself following his resurrection to over 500 people, we are told. In addition, Jesus brought a dead girl back to life, quieted a furious storm, fed thousands of people with a small amount of food, and Jesus did such things and countless others because God is a word keeper. What words and promises of God do you need to trust this day? Do you need to trust that God will do what God says God will do? Is such trust what you need? This Easter, ask God for such trust. But perhaps today you need something else from God. Maybe you are in a place in your life in which you need a new perspective about something or someone. The story of the resurrection tells us there is always more going on than meets the eye. There are some that say that humankind is the end-all and be-all that our five human senses capture all of reality and all there is to know. If our five senses can't get it, it does not exist, they say. Some say science represents all truth. Thirty years ago, I was a research psychologist, and I'm very pro-science, but I know that science is very limited in scope and cannot capture all reality. And what is interesting to me is that Christianity, and interestingly enough, most other faith traditions believe there is so much more happening than human beings can perceive or grasp. That our perceptions, understandings, even scientific ones, have limitations. God busts our human perspectives, which can be so narrow and so limited in scope. Jesus' whole life busted human perspectives. He walked on water. He brought a dead guy back to life. He talked and hung out with social undesirables and profoundly challenged what it means to be successful in life. He upended long-held perspectives about what matters most when it comes to religion, to relationships, and to what is possible. God is a perspective buster who helps us know there's a whole other way of seeing things, an entire reality happening which our very limited senses cannot grasp. Perhaps this day you need a new perspective, a perspective of hope. Hope for a person, hope for yourself, hope for a relationship, hope for a situation. And maybe you need God to shine a new light on what hope might look like in a new way that changes your perspective. Do you need a new perspective this morning about something?
ask God to give you that perspective. Maybe today what you need most from God are some different assumptions. Perhaps some of your assumptions need to be altered, and you need God's help to do so. Jesus sure looked dead permanently on Friday, didn't he? The assumption was that his death was a permanent deal, that he was gone, that all was lost. Wrong assumption. His death was not the end of it all, but a glorious, truth-shattering, life-altering new beginning. Jesus broke assumptions. People assumed a woman at the well who had a string of broken relationships was beyond starting over. Wrong assumption. She met Jesus and her whole life changed. People assumed Mary Magdalene's mental struggles were insurmountable. Wrong again. Or that a man who had made his living in a dishonest way could not change. Or that enemies should be hated. Or that bad people aren't capable of profound transformation. Or that 12 people can't change the world. Or that if bad things happen, it's always the person's fault. Or that life is all about measuring up. Or that an eye for an eye should be the standard for justice. Wrong, 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 wrong again. God is an assumption buster. Do you need God to upend some of your assumptions this Easter day? An assumption you have about yourself, another person, or something that is going on in your life right now? Ask God for some new assumptions. Or perhaps today you are tired and worn out and feeling powerless or not knowing where you will find the energy to keep going when it comes to some situation or person. Maybe what we need today is a dose of God's boundless power to make it through. Listen to what Paul had to say about this in his letter to the people living in Ephesus. He wrote, How very great is God's power at work in you, this power working in you is the same as the mighty strength which God used when he raised Christ from death. Talk about power. The same power God used to raise Jesus from the dead is within us. God's power is within us. We have God-given power to overcome adversity. God-given strength to keep pushing on through. God-given energy to go on when we want to give up. God-given persistence to keep at it. God-given grit to put one foot in front of the other. We may feel like we are in a state of an energy blackout, but God's power grid is there for us to plug into at any moment. It's not magical power. It's not power for self-serving purposes. It's the very presence of God given to us as a gift for living right now. It's God's invitation to us to say, God, I cannot, but I know you can. I need your power, God. Ask God this Easter Sunday for God's power. Perhaps what you need the most today is God's healing. If you look at the life of Jesus one thing he did was heal people. He healed people from physical diseases. And maybe you are suffering this day from a catastrophic physical illness or disease. Ask God for healing. 
but he also healed people from the crippling effects of mistaken views and ways of looking at things. He healed people from attitudes that were life-diminishing, perspectives that were confining, and outlooks that were limiting. He healed people from hatred, from selfishness, from ego-driven lives, from anger, from brokenheartedness. He healed people from mental anguish and struggles and entrenched ways of living that diminished life. He healed people in a vast array of ways, in mind, body, and spirit. And I believe that the passionate healing nature of God continues, even though we sometimes can't feel it or see it. Do you need healing today? Ask God. And perhaps what you need most today is an infusion of a kind of love that will change your life. A love that is boundless and limitless and will change you from the inside out. Scripture tells us that the very essence of God is love. God is love. Let's not make it complicated. Love is God. God is love. And no one loves like God without condition or limits. And while we may get glimpses of love in our human relationships, it's not humanly possible to love the way God loves. Only God was willing and able to take on the boundless weight of human sinfulness on the cross because of love. Only God is able to deal with the consequences of a God-given free will to choose. Only God is able to forgive us for all that we have done. Only God is able to love like God loves, and it's the events of Good Friday and Easter that tells us this. Do you need love today? A love that will change you from the inside out. Ask for God's love to envelop you, infuse you, surround you, and transform you. And finally today, perhaps what we need most of all is to trust and live by the Easter message itself. Listen to these words from Scripture about death. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. Those who believe in me will live even though they die. Jesus Christ will transform our earthly bodies into glorious bodies like his own. He will make us beautiful and whole. And finally, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. The bottom line, death is not the end of existence. It's a doorway into an astonishing, magnificent, stunning, gorgeous, beyond description reality. God is the ultimate life giver. And because of Christ's death and bodily resurrection, our lives are eternal, even though they will morph and change in wondrous ways when we die. Earlier, I referred to the Beatles song, Here Comes the Sun. Well, there's another Beatles tune, I believe, that is so appropriate for today in particular. Here are the lyrics. You say goodbye, and I say hello, hello, hello. I don't know why you say goodbye, I say hello. I don't know why you say goodbye, I say hello. I don't think the Beatles knew it but they wrote an Easter song. 
a song about what happens when we die. You see, on this earth, when we say goodbye, God embraces us with love, a big welcome home, and the word hello. And Easter is a reminder to us that this life concludes with a glorious, beautiful, magnificent word, hello. And it is our God who one day will say hello to each of us that asks each of us right now, this Easter Sunday, as we live now, what do you need? Do you need to believe that God will do what God says God will do? Do you need a new perspective, a different assumption, power that's boundless? Do you need healing? Do you need love? Ask God this day, this Easter day, and receive such things. And as we conclude, let's celebrate this Easter Sunday where we were all headed, not to a goodbye, but to an awesome, awesome hello. Happy Easter. That's the, that is the uh, simple Easter message, maybe not quite that loud, but, um, <laughs> but we say goodbye and God says hello. So if everybody you miss this day, know they're living in a beautiful, wondrous place of hello. And let us take a few moments of silent prayer. <laughs>